This is The Pulse, and thanks to those who have taken the time out to listen to this episode. We really appreciate those who have listened to these episodes. The Pulse is making the effort to change the music education narrative one episode at a time and featuring notable HBCU programs. One of the most important parts of a great halftime show or even a battle band show is the hype element of the halftime announcer. This podcast features one of the most exciting African-American female announcers in the world of HBCU marching bands. The Pulse presents to you Ms. Tierra Chapman of Prairie View A&M University's Marching Storm. So this is The Pulse, and once again, thanks to those people who are taking the time out to this particular episode, and this is a really special episode, and we appreciate those who have listened to all the other episodes. We're making an effort to be changers, change agents for things that people may not know about high school programs and HBCU programs. So we have a special, special guest on tonight, and her name is Miss Tierra Chapman, and she's better known as TT on the mic right here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we want to welcome you to tonight's podcast. And if you would, please, Tiara, tell us a little bit about yourself and your music education background. All right. Thank you for having me. Well, um, I actually started off in band. I used to sing as a child in the choir as well. But um, my music education goes all the way back to fifth grade. Um, I was 10 years old when I first picked up a cornet, and I played that until I got to high school where I switched officially to a trumpet, Um, and I played trumpet in college with Prairie View Ending University's Marching Storm. Okay, cool, cool. So are are you on track to graduate this year, or you've already graduated? So I actually received my bachelor's in communications uh, almost three years ago. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. Sorry about that. Congratulations. (laughs) I get it a lot, actually. One, because I'm still, I still look pretty much like a student. Yeah. And because I still do so much for the university and with the university, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people still are curious whether or not I've graduated. But yep, I have walked the stage and turned the tassel. Congrats to you. Congrats to you. And you. you are also Tau Beta Sigma, right? I know that. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. So yeah. All right. <laughs> that's a good organization to be in. That's the best one to be in. Absolutely. I kid you not. Well, one of the things, um, and I do remember you from, from being there, and you were a really good trumpet player, and you had so much energy and enthusiasm. So you were able to get the band members through the rehearsals. I remember those. Wow. Yes. <laughs> so um, what inspired you to become a halftime announcer for the Marching Storm? My inspiration um, definitely comes from a lot of different places. Ever since I was younger, I was always um, really big on performance. I used to create shows and programs for the shows and perform them in the living room with my cousin. Um, For my family, I used to sing in front of my teddy bears and have my own little concerts. Um, And I actually had just started hosting events the year before. Um, Basically, thanks to my cousin, 
Brian Chapman, who's also a Marching Storm alumni, who pushed me and challenged me to try. And actually, yesterday made my sixth year, sixth year anniversary of hosting my first event with Classic Dance Ensemble. And mm. Dr. Zachary caught wind. He's the head director for the Marching Storm. And he caught wind that I was, um, you know, hosting events. And he said, I want to try you out for the announcer. He had been missing my energy for the storm and saw my potential. And I had already been doing public speaking and was interested in really honing in on my craft as a speaker um, within my career field before I graduated. And he saw the gift. And I just definitely decided to take that chance on myself. But I've always been big on performance. Um, I actually love Vogue. So Vogue has commentators that can really make or break a performance during a competition or a ball. And a lot of that comes from just their beautiful energy and what they see. And so I was truly inspired between Vogue and being around friends and growing up in the SWAC community in the band world, it's just, it just came naturally for me. Mm, okay. And, and I, I would attribute having the background and the training and communications as being an important element and, and Purdue and M university, which is also my alma mater, that communications mm-hmm. department is amazing. I remember yes. as a music education major, I remember having to take communications courses and Absolutely. those courses helped me today. And I remember my professors and those particular courses. And man, they, they were really enthusiastic, energetic, and they almost scared me to death because they were so just wide open with the way they approach that, that element, that particular class. So that's Absolutely. cool. That's cool, yeah. man. So um, next question, what are some challenges that you've maybe encountered and overcame as an HBCU announcer? Wow. So definitely introducing the world to a different style. Um, And that was totally unintentional. I was just being myself. And I learned very quickly that not everyone else was ready for that style of announcer. You know, we were used Mm -hmm. to a specific, you know, more what I like to call a classic style of HBCU announcer, which I grew up having nothing but respect for, but um, I learned very quickly that that just wasn't me. And even though I have my own authenticity um, in my own way, I definitely was one that was used to be a part of the show versus under the show, which made it very difficult for people who were used to a different style to accept um you learn real quickly that some people just don't care for change as well as um being a woman with the voice in a very male you know dominant field mm-hmm. a lot of people weren't ready to hear a woman um with such tenacity um really set the tone and change the game like i did and you know i faced a lot of challenges i received a lot of negative feedback comments you name it um but for me it was like this is clearly a you know 
what you're meant to do. This is your calling. You know, at 15 years old, I knew I was going to be a part of the storm. Wow. When I first laid eyes on them at the State Fair Classic, I never knew what magnitude God would use me at in this organization, but I knew through my own personal journey that had I ever had the chance to share it and use it and be a part of this organization, I'm going to use it to the best of my ability. And, you know, I had to really learn to accept myself um, because I learned real quickly, not everyone will accept you. Not everyone will agree with your style. Um, not everyone will latch on. It doesn't matter how great you are. Some people just don't <laughs> prefer yeah. you. Yeah. And you have to think about the bigger picture. And so that was one of the main challenges that I faced was really understanding that you just can't please everybody, mm-hmm. you know, no matter how hard you try. And then secondly, I think another challenge I faced was um, learning to really just believe in my craft and allow other people um, an opportunity to just get to know my craft from my perspective and from their own and learning that, Hey, I'm different, but mm-hmm. I also have something great to bring to the table. Yeah. And once I learned that I was my own secret weapon, I was unstoppable. Wow. And that's amazing. That's good for the audience to know. And, and Ms. Chapman, TT on the mic, I'll say that. <laughs> hey, I, you know what? I was just sitting there thinking about it. And before the drummer just touched the field, before you hear the first note, they hear the announcer. So how can people not <laughs> acknowledge the announcer? And then I, I was just thinking about how much courage it takes to get out there like that. And then you're going to have your haters. You're going to have your naysayers and things like that. But but to just get out there and be the first voice that they see, that's really important. I think people don't get that. And you don't you don't miss something until it's not there. And, and that's the thing. Just think about it. Um, if, if there wasn't a, a halftime announcer at an HBCU game, like at the State Fair Classic right. or the Bayou Classic, what would that be like? I think that would be boring. <laughs> it, would, it doesn't get the crowd in the right state of mind. And I know the crowd wants to see the show, but that announcer, the element of a really good announcer is extremely important. Man, that, that, that's really cool. I was thinking about that as you were speaking. Um, what do you consider as the most high profile announcing gig that you have done to date? What was, uh, what's been the biggest gig that you've done to date? You know, um, it's crazy when I think about this question, two do come to mind. And I wanted to maybe even use one over the other, but I just realized you can't compare the two. Um, The first one would definitely have to be when I had the chance to um, serve as an on-air talent for Magic 102.1's radio station that's based out of Houston for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade with the March of Storm. Um, was selected to participate um, in New York. And I literally helped bring over 80, I think it was over 100% traction to the station through online campaigning, uh, representing for HBCUs, as well as broadcasting things that even the television stations hadn't got a chance to announce first. Um, I received a lot of positive feedback and I only had 
24 hours of notice prior to mm-hmm. <laughs> prior to um, actually getting the chance to prepare for it and perform. But mm-hmm. I literally served as like a live, you know, host MC um, with the band and through the parade and literally had to follow the band with the parade and interview and everything. That was pretty amazing. As mm. well as I would say my very first or any Honda Battle of the Bands experience to date. Um, I'll never forget, you know, Honda Battle of the Bands, my first one, when I actually lit up the Georgia Dome to We're Not Making Love No More by Drew Hill while yeah. the band was playing. And I brought the entire Georgia Dome together. And it was probably one of the most iconic moments to date. Other bands still do it. <laughs> yeah, people still joke about it, saying, "Oh, I think PV already did it." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, or like this year, I had the chance to go back to Honda Battle of the Bands and really represent for the ladies, and mm-hmm. come to find out that I was the only female MC um, HBCU band announcer that was in a building. And so I let that be known. Um, and I took pride in that. And the love I received, um, the, how loud the crowd got, it's it's incomparable. I, I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even believe it. So, yeah, I've had some high profile performances for sure. Man, that you know what? And I, I, that takes me back because. The Drew Hill selection, when you announced that, I, I think all of the people in the stadium had turned their cell phone lights on or something like yeah. that. I yes. remember that. That was huge. That was huge. Yeah. That was, that was a moment. my first time announcing. <laughs> yes. That was big. I remember that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so what you've basically done, man, with that Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, I didn't know that, that you had done that with Magic 102. Yes. Um, but th- those platforms are huge. And, you know, if there are any listeners out there and they think like, oh, announcers, they don't matter. No, you have to have the announcer. And then just for you to represent the university and the band program in that way, in that manner, that is a lifetime experience. You'll never forget that. And you can put it on a resume, being a communications major. So. Absolutely. <laughs> that it cool. definitely goes hand in hand. Yeah. Um, man, I congratulate you on that. Don't ever forget that. All right. Keep that one. Man. Thank you. Yeah. How important is it for HBCU programs to have that special voice announcing their shows? How important is that? It is on the scale of one to 10, it's a million. Yeah. Your announcer is like the, it's it's not even just like, it is the person that brings it all together. Our job is to literally make it make sense in places where things might slip, you know, where a show could fall through the cracks. We are the energy producers. I tell people all the time, my job is to bring words to life and people together. And I do that in my own creative way. Um, Your announcer can literally make or break your show. Your announcer can, and I I mean that because in so many different ways, if they do too much, it could be negatively um, (laughs) affected to your show. If they don't do enough, or maybe they're in a part of the show where they could have said something to make a specific formation make sense or something Mm -hmm. like that. 
Our job mm-hmm. is to really help tie in those little details. And so when I watch the show, I watch it as a fan and I learn it as a band member and I perform it as an interpreter. If I had to translate this show to you, what would I want you to understand? So even my most extemporaneous points when I'm, hey, Alan, all of it has a specific area. And I learned the arrangements because that's what gives me my windows. I learned the dynamics because that's when I know I could say something or I know that this might need a, you know, an area of speaking because I don't want to lose no one's attention. But Mm -hmm. an announcer's job, an announcer's role plays a very key element in our style, in the show band style of bands and performance. And without it, it's almost like you can have a gumbo with no seasoning. (laughs) You know what I mean? Broccoli, cheese, casserole, no cream or mushroom. That's the easiest way to put it. You know what I mean? And it's soul food, but it don't taste like nothing. (laughs) Yeah, I get you. We are like that hit that you don't know you need until you've actually experienced it without it. Yeah. So we are extremely crucial. We sometimes are the ones in line where we actually, I know for my band, Marching Storm, the show doesn't start until I start talking. The show doesn't end until I stop talking. Oh, man. And that that actually is in its own way. It's my way of communicating with the drum major. Unless we have a specific show that, you know, literally does not allow too much time for an introduction, I literally introduce the crowd, I warm the crowd up, and timing, impact is so important because sometimes you only have 15 to 30 seconds to demand the crowd, to command the crowd before the drum majors run on. What can you say in 15 to 30 seconds to make them go, hey, (laughs) I need to listen to this. I need to say, oh, I got to see this. Oh, do y'all see baby girl is about to shut it down. Mm -hmm, You know what I mean? mm -hmm. I'm trying to keep you from going to the concession stands. What can I say or do? You know what I mean? So we play a major part and you know, some people underestimate it, but I've been to many different performances in different places where they didn't have what we have. And it was mm-hmm. cool. But I just think about, man, if y'all just added some hot sauce, that would have been even a lot better. So, yes, no, we are crucial. We are very crucial. And, you know, what's funny is, and why I really appreciate you doing this, is because even though we are the voice of our prospective bands, not too many of us have a voice to be able to say, hey, this is why we matter. This is what, you know, a lot of people don't even recognize how important an announcer is to the show yes. and to the experience. We're not just about, I'm letting you know what the songs are. No, this is not a radio station. I'm mm-hmm. literally helping you cultivate your experience throughout this eight minutes and 45 seconds. Hmm. So, yeah. Man, that's cool. That is amazing. <laughs> okay, well, the um, my next question is what, because there are young ladies out there in high school band and maybe middle school, and they come to these HBCU performances. What encouraging words could you give to a young female that may be 
could do that one day to actually be an, a halftime announcer, actually be in the band and then matriculate using the big word from okay. there to being <laughs> an actual halftime announcer. All I can say is never lose your passion. Never lose your inspiration. I went through so many things to get to where I'm at. At one point, I didn't even think I would even be able to go to college because of some of the things that I went through. But something in me kept going back to that 15-year-old girl who sat in that stadium in the Cotton Bowl and literally sat next to my mama. And I brought my blue jeans with the eighth note on them because I just knew <laughs> I was going to see the band. And I never forget. To this day, I can, I can remember everything around me when I told her I was going to do that. And I never lost that fire. You know, there are going to be times where you, you probably feel as if things are further away than you want them to be. But if you do your work, if you want to be a part of an organization, do the work, perfect your craft, remain humble, and always do your research. And don't just look at a specific organization, look at the program, get the big picture. For me, it started off with, I want to be a part of the storm. But then I also realized, I also want to change my life and get an education that is conducive to where I want to go to really help me reach my dreams. And I want to get a degree that actually amplifies that and use a platform that helps other people see the way they shine the light. So know your why. Know why you want to do it. Make sure that you're getting an education. Do your work and definitely surround yourself with inspirational women who are so, so passionate about making sure that you understand that you too serve a major purpose in your organization and that you can, whether you are a woman or not, you can. And coming from a time where I used to hear ain't no females in the band to being known for the voice of a band of a university, you know, it, it, it it's an honor and I, and I don't take it lightly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. if I had to go back and look at that girl and say, Hey, if this is what you want to do, then let's do it. But it's not going to be easy. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. And yeah. you remind yourself every single day that I am worthy of my wildest dreams. I'm worthy of that. And you do the steps. You write it down, make it plain. And who knows? Years later, months later, days later, someone's going to see your potential. Yeah. Somebody's going to see that light in you. And you're going to have an opportunity to shine. And when you have that opportunity, don't spend so much time worrying about how people receive your light. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't, because... Some people are not going to be able to handle it. You just let them go put their shades on. But I'm going to tell you now, you shine regardless and be audacious in who you are. Be audacious. And everything, everything will align for you. I am a living witness of that. And as a proud member of the Marching Storm, of the Epsilon Side Chapter of Tall Medicine, my National Honorary Band Sorority, I have done so much in efforts to empower young women 
and even more mature women because I know what it's like to feel like you can't do it or men telling you you can't or people telling you you shouldn't because girls just don't do that. Well, yeah. why not? You know what yeah. I mean? Why, why can't I rock this mic like that man? <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, yeah. I can rock this mic better than better. that man. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. By the time I get this mic in my hand, no one will remember who else was there. Yeah. And I'm going to make sure that, and that's not arrogance. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's anointings. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm going to let yeah. you know now. And so if I could just oh, put that bug in a young girl's ear, like at an early age, be so confident in your gift that nobody can take you from it. Yeah. Not even your own fears. Yeah. Man. Well, TT on the mic. Ms. Chapman, hey, you you nailed those questions on the head, and that's very inspirational. I wanted to do these type of podcast interviews, phone interviews, with as many different African-American females across the country who have something to do with music education, music performance, HBCUs, high school programs, and so you are doing it, and and I want to commend you for that. I have daughters. So yeah, right. I could I could talk to you about this subject, okay? Because I have so. But um, you keep doing what you're doing, and I think you have an even brighter future. I see you doing some some more really big things. I I just see it. So that's why I wanted to get I'm you actually um, mm-hmm. going to be serving as an on-air personality and a producer for KPVU starting in June. Oh, so wow. I'm looking forward to that too. That's the you platform. KPVU, yeah, that's a huge platform. So, well, for the listening audience, we have Miss Tierra Chapman, also known as TT on the mic, the halftime announcer for the Prairie View A&M University Marching Storm. And I want to say thank you for taking this time out. Listeners, you can leave a message or a statement, and I will post the link for you guys to do that. So, Tierra, do you have an email address if, if someone wants to reach you to be like an MC for an event? Um, absolutely. My email is T-J-C-E-N-T, like T-J-C Entertainment, um, then the number three at gmail.com. So, T-J-Sent3 at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on all of my social media platforms at TT on the mic. All right. So I had to put that plug in. We I not only support people in music education, but if you have a, a little side hustle, <laughs> then I like to try to support <laughs> and get in that word out as well. So, well, thank you once again. And that concludes this episode of The Pulse. Thank you. That was an amazing interview by Ms. Tierra Chapman of the Prairie NM University Marching Storm. The Pulse is doing its part to bring its listeners high quality and very pertinent interviews with African American female band directors and the movers and shakers on the HBCU marching band scene. Please stay tuned for more important episodes and we thank you.